Hello everyone and welcome to the Photo Mama podcast, conversations on all things motherhood, photography and life. My name is Elsie Kifuengare, I'm a photographer and a mom of two. And I'm Ikojo Mercy Haruna, but you can call me Mercy. I'm also a photographer and a mom of two. In this episode, we are so happy to be joined by Dai, who is an educator, artist and photographer. Her work revolves around photography and decolonizing the curriculum. We met Dai a few months ago during a Black Women Photographers and Ilford film photo walk. And um, we were so excited to have her on the podcast because she is a mom. And when we decided to do this podcast, we really wanted to have different kinds of photographers practicing in different ways on the podcast. And she is one that comes with a very interesting perspective and shares a lot of different resources. Yeah, and as always, any resources mentioned in the podcast will be linked in the show notes. And if where you're listening does not support show notes, you can always find these details on our website, www.photomamapodcast.com. Before we jump into today's episode, we want to thank all of you who have listened to our podcast so far and left us encouraging messages on social media and behind the scenes. It is really encouraging to hear that this podcast is adding much needed value and nuances to our lives. One of the feedback from our listeners I would like to share is one from Oluwatosin after listening to episode four with Karine Isabel Jean-Baptiste. I love this episode so much, Karine. I stay a huge fan of your beautiful work and I'm inspired by it to do more portraiture as soon as possible, as well as loving the scene section as well. I never knew really how to share that part of my work and this has given me one good idea. At the end of each podcast, we always share Details on how you can join the conversation, follow us and share this podcast with your friends and family. We really appreciate your support and value your feedback. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we kindly ask you to take a moment and leave us a review. Your reviews not only motivate us to keep creating great content, but also help others discover our show. We would love to hear your thoughts, insights and suggestions, so please consider leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for being part of our community and we look forward to continuing this podcasting journey with you all. So let's jump right into today's episode. Diane, or Di as she likes to be known, is a photography teacher at a secondary school in southeast London. Her job keeps her busy, but she does try to take photographs as much as she can. Dai is interested in decolonizing the curriculum within her teaching practice and continues to work on a number of projects while doing so. She also loves working with film. Dai is a mom to a lovely energetic boy who keeps her on her toes and makes her laugh a lot. You can follow her work on Instagram at Amazing Black Artists. Welcome to the show, Dai. Yay, Thank welcome. <laughs> it's so good to have you here. When we started this, we really wanted to be able to interview photo mamas in different genres of photography, pursuing different um, career paths. So it's really good to have a teacher here. Um, I hope I've introduced you enough. Is there anything else you want to add? No, you've introduced me perfectly. I'm very happy with that. Thank you. Um, so Dai, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? beyond that intro <laughs> yeah so um i'm a mother to a five-year-old boy as you said before he's very energetic and we spend a lot of time together so we visit a lot of exhibitions art exhibitions photography exhibitions we you know we generally go out every weekend to see something and you know i take him along with me because i think it's important for him to learn from a young age you know what is out there 
And because as a teacher, I'm very interested in decolonizing the curriculum, part of our exhibition journey is that we see a lot of exhibitions from artists of color, um, you know, which is very important for him to see. Um, in, in regards to my own photography practice, you know, this is why I was interested in being on this podcast, because I think that it's really important that we as mothers continue our journey of photography, even though, you know, sometimes it can be very difficult. So during lockdown is when I started to realize that um, I am, you know, I like to think of myself as a photographer outside of my teaching career, my own personal practice, you know, I studied um, fine art, film and video and photography. So it's something that I've already always kept a hand in. So during lockdown, we started to go on photo walks. So, you know, every time we went on a walk, we'd, um, I'd take my camera and I started to think about, you know, my photography practice and how it is important to me, even though I'm a mother, I still wanted to make sure that I'm taking images regularly and documenting what is around me. And so I thought that, you know, the best way to continue to do this is to go on photo walks and take my son along. And I'm taking photographs and I'm taking lots of photographs of him. Um, but the thing is, I don't really like to share images of him on social media. You know, it's kind of like a separate practice. So I am in the process of, um, you know, in, you know, changing my website, so, you know, updating my website and having photographs of him obviously I've taken photographs of him since he was a baby sometimes I post on social media but mainly it's for my website so you know he has a little camera as well so he'd take his own photos along the way and what was interesting you know one time I gave him a film camera and it was interesting to see the photography from his point of view so you know one thing that I didn't realize is actually a colleague from work pointed it out that it's interesting to see him take his own photographs from his height, if you know what I mean, because obviously yes. his view is he's taking images of adults' legs and other people, you know, other children in the park and all from his height. So that was quite interesting as well. And then it became to, to the point where he'd say, can we go on a, a photo walk, you know, so that he can be interested in taking photos. And then, you know, after your podcast, I started to think more carefully about how women um you know continue their journey of photography with young children because mm. you know as a as a as an artist that's a woman how do we continue this journey because you know childcare is one you know as we all know it's one of the most difficult things to think of if you don't have family that family or you know close friends that live near and you know how do we navigate ourselves to be to be artists and, and and taking this and one of your I think it was the second podcast you were talking about this talking about childcare and how we continue and you know it made me think a lot about the artists that I that I admire and the artists that I look at and one of the most recent books that um that um I was thinking about as as you know, along this topic is there's an artist called Andy Galdi Vinco, and she is a photographer and her latest book, I don't know if you've heard this book, it's called Sorry I Gave Birth, I oh, Disappeared, yes. but now I'm back. So she was talking about the difficult, yeah, yeah it's a brilliant book. 
And again, it's a book where she is um, documenting her journey of mm. motherhood and the fact that, you know, as an artist, she's considered not to be there anymore because, you know, she's a she became a mother and, you know, she was spending time with her children. So the interesting thing is that she started to, um, you know, document her journey of, um, you know, when we, you know, when we became when we become mothers, we, it's almost like we disappear from the art world. We disappear from photography because mm -hmm. we're, we're busy mothering. And I was reading, you know, I've read lots of interviews about her and about her journey and about how, um, you know, it's called, the forward to the book is called Reappearing Act. So after she had the baby, she reappears. But I thought what was interesting to me about this book and about the whole journey of mother, motherhood is that we don't have to disappear. We can continue with our practice with our children along, along the side, you know? And then I thought to myself, why don't I continue my journey? So, you know, I can have my journey where my son is by my side, but then I thought, you know, this was very much inspired by your podcast. And it's a project that I've always wanted to do where I'm, you know, sometimes we're, taking photographs so my journeys is uh, my journey of, of um, you know taking images and uh, along the photo walk is mainly you know the local area where I live in southeast London you know and I take images of everyday life and you know sometimes my son is in the images and sometimes not and then I just thought you know I'm going to record whatever I kind of encounter on the journey so if my son is in one of the shots he's in one of the shots I'm not going to hide him he's there because this is you know as part of my documentation so I kind of you know I bought the book and I've been reading the book and it's just very interesting and it's very much the same thing of a mother documenting um you know her journey around her what's happening and images of a baby and her children in the book and you know some of the images are are they would be quite difficult for people to um kind of comprehend so there's images of um you know her breastfeeding so mm -hmm. the, the the um you know the suction cups um you know there's images of blood and wet patches and the nipple and you know a part of the the hair was falling out and yeah all of yeah. these things are there and it's you know it's like why should all of this be hidden this is part That's of it. her journey and this is part of her documenting her life so you know that's something you know and then you know she has images of her uh, pregnancy images of the baby with the father and it's just such a beautiful book and it's kind of it's a it's a what's and all book of yeah. the journey and I, I just think it's just such a beautiful book and you know as well as the images it's a beautifully made book as well and it just has everything in there you know the images from her other children the babies in their nappy um you know all the things that you encounter when the children are playing eating and all the mess and all this mm -hmm. everything and I thought that was a very um you know, it's just a very interesting documentation of somebody's life. And I just thought, and the, you know, this book and the artist, they're both doing really well because it's kind of what's and all. And it's obviously, it's something that many women can relate to. And, you know, another thing is that we're all trying to, you know, part of my, as well as decolonizing, I'm introducing the students to lots of work from 
um, artists that are women as well. So I just don't want the traditional kind of white canon male photographers. I want them to know that there are lots of different um, photographers and lots of, you know, and many of them are women as well. So, you know, I teach art, but I'm the head of photography in my school. So I'm very interested in looking at lots of photographers. So unfortunately, I collect photo books. I say unfortunately, because it costs me a fortune as we know, but some books are kind of very important. Personally, I really um, was drawn to that first book that you shared, because obviously um, I'm I'm a, a photographer who does work about motherhood and my own motherhood and turning the camera on my own family and sharing that stuff. And it took me a while to f- to feel validated in that practice because I just didn't see enough mothers doing the same thing. And it felt like, oh, is this really something that is this important enough to call art? Is is this real life, you know, this experience of yeah, especially mothers of color. It's like, like, is anyone going to take me seriously? (laughs) You know, sharing all these pictures of me and my kids daily lives, basically, you know, but one thing that I have concluded is that if I don't do it, no one else will. And from this particular point of view, um, my point of view is important. If not for the rest of the world, it's definitely important for my, my kids, my future, my offspring to be able to see this time in our lives, you know, um, especially because we're living away from home, you know, in Nigeria, this is, this is a different world that we're in and it's nice to capture this world we're in so that people can be like, Oh, this is what life was back home in Nigeria. And look what happened when we then immigrated to the UK and, and all of that. And, and it took me a really long time to be like, okay, my work is important. And, and again, maybe that's a reflection of what's around us. There's just not enough of yeah. us um, celebrating our real lives and being okay with, you know, celebrating our narratives where other people are telling our stories instead of us telling our stories, you know. So it's okay to tell our stories. Our perspectives are very important, very, very valid. I don't know what you think, Elsie. Um, I, I think it is very important because, uh, but unlike you, I don't document my family and showcase it out there. I document it like behind the scenes because um, I just want them to know, to see their journey growing up. And when I show my kids their, their photos when they were babies, they're like, is that really me? I was that small, you know? So I document it that way. Um, I used to share it online, but I stopped. Um, I don't know why I just felt some type of way because this whole agency trying to give my kids, um, that permission to, uh, ask them like, do you want me to put it online? Do you want me to do this? You know, um, also teaching them those kind of boundaries. Like if they want to be photographed, it's fine to say no, if you don't want to be photographed, all those sorts of things. But there's something that I mentioned that was really important. The whole taking your son to galleries and all that. I do that with my kids. But they're always complaining. <laughs> it's really interesting hearing you say, like, it reaches a point they're asking, your son has a camera and all that. But my kids are always like, are we going to a gallery again? Like, oh, where are we going? <laughs> but I know the importance of it. I yes. know the importance of showing them all these spaces because we are not visible in most of these spaces. Yeah. But I try as much as possible to take them to um, exhibitions or um shows with a lot of black people in them 
the few mm. and far between in between <coughs> sorry but um yeah i think it's really really important and what you're doing with your son is really really cool because my son now has started like i got um an instax camera um and i started showing him how to use it but regretfully i'm like <laughs> why did i show him that camera because that <laughs> film is not cheap because <laughs> so yeah. i'm like if you take on that camera can you please tell me so i can say yes or no because they don't know the cost of these things so <laughs> i have to be like some type of way and I, and then the mom guilt starts kicking in and i'm like oh my god why did i show him this but i really want him to learn as well um but yeah it's really really interesting those are the kind of the key points that i got from that and also the the documenting when your son is photographing and you're seeing uh his vision his point of view yeah his point of view it actually made me think and when i used to take my kids to exhibitions and they want to see the video installations mm. they can't yeah, watch it because it's not at the height it's at the height mm. of adults and i used yeah. to lift them up cuz i know i have two kids i can't lift one and you know it was just weird and i'm like this is also something to think about with exhibitions most of them are at adult height because adults are the majority of the people who go but it was really interesting mm. to see that as well like if i'm taking my kids some of the stuff they're looking at especially video installations and they have the headphones on and they're close to the screen they can't see it because it's at a weird angle so yeah but our childhood is such a an important age and you know this as a as a teacher that we need to sort of guide them from young they need to start getting involved and you know and your for example with Elsie saying um that her children complain they might not know the value of this till later in life then they'll come to appreciate and that's okay you're laying a foundation whether they they appreciate it now or not it's something you know Yeah, I don't I don't think that they like everything. I mean, we saw okay. sometimes we saw um an exhibition at the Saatchi Gallery. Um it was uh, curated by I can't remember the name of the photographer now, Anton Sargent, I think, um American um curator. And he was um is a, a black curator, so the show was absolutely fantastic. And it was very uplifting as soon as I walked in. and my son was very very happy and i think that we need to remember as well when we're taking um you know young children into gallery spaces i don't think that we should be feeling guilt you know um because you know the the children they will run around they will make noise but mm-hmm. they have to be comfortable in that space so that's yes. something that i'm just getting over but i remember being in that exhibition and be quiet keep still and you know <laughs> and then i just let it go because i thought you know he's five he can't i think he was yeah he was five at that time but he can't keep still but going back to um you know what you said about documenting mercy your children and um you know having those images there there was a really beautiful um photograph on your website that i saw of your children in the garden and you know if you think of there's a um a photographer called Adama Jallo she's quite a young um black um photographer and you know her work is all about her what she sees in her um community absolutely absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. they're kind of like the photographs of um James Garner where you know i've seen a, his exhibition in at the serpentine 
and it was again you know I took my son there and you know with my best friend so I had someone to help and but you know he was he was he was walking around and he was seeing everything so he's taken everything in and I'm so glad that I've taken him to his to, to these exhibitions but also I'm so glad that these exhibitions exist so that he can see all of this and I looked at that photo of you your children I think they were playing with cousins or friends there was uh, maybe four of them in the garden and you know you had the fence up and it was just such a an innocent but a quite a kind of um you know it's just a, a, a kind of image that is kind of timeless and that the students you know your children will see but also for them to see those images around the uh, the home or you know if their friends see them as well i think they're really important images to see and this is part of the decolonization because i remember many years ago when we started um, on this decolonizing journey and I was so showing students in the classroom and they said, I said, where do you usually see images like this? Meaning, you know, do you see images like this in galleries? And they said, oh, in Black History Month, that's the only place that we see them. And I thought, oh, this is really sad, you know, so we've got to show more of these images, but also more importantly, we've got to make these images, you know, we've got to make more of them. So. I think that you know whether you whether we share these images or not you know, that that's a kind of like another thing do we share them or do we not share them do we keep them and mm -hmm. so that's why I've started to take um you know more images of of, of the children of um of, of black children of black people so that these images can be seen and you know I said to myself you know I want on my Instagram page my personal projects are the images that I take of people around me and you know I live in an area southeast London where you know there are a lot more the the black population is kind of like it's a lot more and this is what I want to document so this is why photographers like Adama Jallo she's doing really well now and she started mm -hmm. documenting the images that of people that were around her so that was you know close family friends people in the church and you know all of this sort of thing so she's kind of documented everything and those images are out there shared for us to see and I think you know this is you know this is really important so I asked myself that question do I want to take images of my family and then when I share that when I take them do I then want to share them around yeah. um you know it's kind of personal obviously I need permission from people if I if I want these images shared, but you know I, I'm kind of constantly taking images, and yeah, my son is a, is is a big part of that now. So I think that the journey, you know, the question of being a photographer and being a photographer who's a mother, how do I kind of navigate this? And I think my my answer now at the moment is to you know we we went out yesterday was such a beautiful day, the Sunday before bank holiday. So we we um we went to um, you know, we went for a long walk around the fields and, you know, we went, we ended up in a park and it was just so such a beautiful day. And I am documenting daily now. So I'm just taking images all the time. And then I'll, uh, afterwards, I'll decide which ones that I want to share. Mm -hmm. But I think generally it's being around and taking images all of the time. And, you know, my son is a, is, is a big part of that. So, yeah, um, I did have a question that I wanted to, I kind of wanted us to take it right back um, a little bit before we go on talking about today. It would be really interesting to know how your journey with photography actually started. Um, when, at what point 
so were you a photographer before you became a mom and then how do you kind of navigate the transition the change with being a mom and being a photographer and now a mom how did you choose to be a teacher you know all of that I feel like that's four questions in one but I hope you you understand yeah that's fine so I studied I went to St Martin's I studied um fine art film and video um so my you know my course was mainly film um so I made kind of film as in moving images um I worked in the film industry for a while I was a production assistant in a film production house um I was wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be I thought I was going to be helping to make films and it was an interesting journey I learned a lot but it wasn't what I wanted to do um so I went back to uni and then I studied um I did a, a you know PGCE teaching certificate and then I um you know before that I was working in um you know I was volunteering in lots of places working with um, young children I worked on um on an estate in southeast London doing like a film production course with with children um and then I was working in a place I used to live in Angel so I was working in um a, a kind of um, an after school club and they were kind of making short films as well and they were taking photographs so it was like a photography thing and then I was volunteering in lots of schools and then I thought you know something I should just do this full time because I love working with children and I love obviously I loved film and I loved photography um, then I started my own I've all you know all along I'd always been taking photographs and I am kind of in the process when I have time of kind of slowly uploading, you know, going through my archive and looking through past photographs of which there are hundreds and hundreds. And um, yeah, and then I became interested in, you know, following lots of different photographers, um, collecting photo books. I was seeing exhibitions weekly. Um, and so, you know, it was all around me. So it was just, I was just, um, you know, kind of just absorb in photography from lots of different areas. And I teach art and I also, as I said, I teach photography as well, but photography was kind of much more of an interest that it, than um, the art was. Mm. And then I um, became the head of photography after a few years I was asked and I was like, oh, I can't do this. And my mm. line manager was saying, of course you can, this is what you've been doing. And this is what you've been doing already anyway. And so I kind of like took that in my in, into my stride. And then the transition from being a you know photography teacher and a photographer on the side, and then you know, all of a sudden I'm a mother, and then how do I continue this practice as a mother? And then um it was during the pandemic that I thought, right, you know, I'll go on photo walks with my with my husband and my child, and then it was just me. And my son taking photographs and then you know there are some times when um I, I want to be on my own and taking you know to take photographs and I think that my husband has his own interests as well you know he's interested in music and he's also um interested in um you know he has a bike so he goes on bike rides with his with his friends as well so I thought we have to navigate between us so we have to um, take turns we have to plan but sometimes I want to be spontaneous and, and say you know the light is fantastic today I need to run out I need to take photographs mm -hmm. so it's we have to kind of very carefully 
allow each other the time to you know take turns to follow our own interests and our mm -hmm. own passions and I think that's something that we've both been able to do a lot more so he's uh, you know going on a lot more um, bike rides and you know having his time which is which, which is really good because then he can have the whole day he can say right Saturday in two weeks time there's a ride you know it's a lovely day so I'm going to be um, going out on a ride and I will say you know for example when we had the wonderful um, photo walk as well so I had that and I said you know that's a photo walk and it's kind of made us more um, take it take our interests on a on our on our own journeys a little bit more so I'm able to have a whole day where I might go to an exhibition and then take photos but in terms of, you know, um, starting my practice properly, um, that's still something that is on the back burner. For example, that I'm working with medium, very interested in working in medium format photography now and taking portraits of yeah. women that I really admire, you know, like strong women that I admire. So that's something that I'm just starting to do now. But, you know, there's no hurry. And I know that I'm kind of these days where I have my days where I'm taking photographs, they're kind of established days now. So that's when I can start to, you mm -hmm. know, really invest in my own projects now. That's so good that you have a partner there that is considerate. Um, well, I mean, both of you are kind of considered of each other's um, hobbies or personal interests and, and really trying to make sure that you fit that in around your life. Because I've just started working full time alongside my photography practice. And I just, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to navigate those two things now. So I wonder if you have any tips for moms um, who work full time, but also want to continue to do their personal photography projects. I think the first thing is to, it's so important to carve out time for yourself. Now, but we all know as moms, it's not so easy because the first thing that comes up is the guilt. We feel guilty for being away from our children for a day and I know sometimes when um you know I've kind of I've been out for a day and I've enjoyed it so much because I've been to an exhibition uh, or I've been to on a photo walk or I've done both and you know my husband will be on the phone to my mother-in-law and I, I suddenly feel so guilty but then we have carved out this time for each other where we say I will say, you know, go out and enjoy your your motorbike ride. And he will say, no, enjoy your photography. And I think that's the one thing that we have to get over is that that mummy guilt of being away from our children. But then it is also important to know that we have to have that time for ourselves. You know, we have to have space and time and space to be able to create. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, getting rid of the guilt, um, you know, giving your partner their time to do their thing and then you having your time and then you know once once you are having that time is just not feeling guilty so it might not be as much so you might say you know to start with it might be you know I think that I've just now only now established the fact that once a month I will be on a I will be having what we call an artist date or I will have um, a day where I'm going to see an exhibition and taking it all in without having my child there, without having children there so that I can, you know, sometimes I might see an exhibition twice. Um, 
So I'm just looking at, there was a, an exhibition at the Serpentine with uh, Jennifer Packer. And I went to see that with my child. And then I went again with my best friend. So that was a time where I said to my husband that I'm, I'm going to see this exhibition or, you know, and, and I think it is, you might need a little bit of time to ease yourself in to, um, you know, get getting used to making yourself familiar with being on your own without children and, you know, your children, you know, this is something else that I wanted to um, set up as well. And I've just, you know, at the moment, I've got my um, cousin's daughter so that we can, um, you know, so that, that they, she can have her time to do her thing. And, you know, she has a, a different career. It's not photography, but she she's, she's a writer and, uh, you know, a foodie. So she's a chef. So she had that space and time to do her thing, to write a few recipes and things like that. And, it, you know, th this is the other thing that I wanted to have is this sharing where I will take somebody else's child, you know, in this case, this is my family. And I will say, you know, just you have that day, the kids can have a sleepover um, so that you can have your time. And then, you know, she will do it for me another time as well. And, and it's, it's that sharing of responsibilities as well. So that's something that I wanted to start. And this is the first time and it's worked quite well. And, you know, just having that time. So there's less of a guilt. So, you know, you can have your partner, but also I think that we need to come together as a, as you know, like they used to do as in a village. The, yeah, as a village. You know, it takes a village to, to bring up the, the children. So it's that kind of thing as well. So that's something that I wanted to, to have because as a teacher, I'm used to having, you know, 30 kids in one class and I'm, I'm working for eight hours, you know, through the day. So I'm, I'm used to that. So I'm happy to share the responsibilities um, and I think that we are comfortable knowing that if you say, for example, um, Elsie, you know, you've got a photo shoot, you don't have anyone to look after your children, bring them to me, I will have them for four hours, and I will take them to soft play or I will take them to an exhibition and I know that they're safe. I'll take you up yeah, on that offer, you know. <laughs> The, you know, we can call it like like the, the village, we can look after each other's children and we can give each other time without the guilt because the guilt yeah. is, a, is a big thing. So mm -hmm. that's something that that is another thing that, uh, you know, this is a, a very new thing, but also something that I've been thinking for a while to have as well. So, you know, um, collaborating with other mothers as well, friends and family, so that we share the responsibility in some way, you know, so that that is another thing, yeah. It's interesting you should say that because in episode three, we actually touched on that when Marcy came to my house <laughs> and I was chasing her yeah, to go sleep. Exactly. <laughs> and I was telling her, you go sleep, better take this opportunity to rest because it's very rare that you go somewhere that you feel comfortable. And I used to, and I mentioned it as well, when I used to go to my friend's house, I used to sleep, I was like, the kids know each exactly, other, yeah. they're playing, yeah. they're fine, you know. I, mm. I take the opportunity to rest. That's my resetting yeah. time. I call it, when I sleep, it's resetting. And it's resetting for everyone. So it's interesting that you, that whole community uh, vibe is really, really important, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yes, I will take you up on your offer. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's about, um, yeah, yeah. It, it is about establishing that community of, um women that are art that that are artists so you know obviously the kids need to get to know each other they mm -hmm. spend time with each other 
that could as well could be with within the local community and then when we're when we're all a little bit more comfortable yeah we we take turns and that's i think that's something every community can have so you might meet someone uh at you know as i said before like you might meet someone in soft play or you might meet someone um you know within your local community or obviously it will be people who who we know and you know once we establish as a community then that community we can take that community a little bit further i mean this is something we all want yeah. you know we want we want um a community of and it doesn't always have to be we establish and we get this community together just so that we can have someone to babysit but it's also uh someone building a community of like-minded mothers who are artists where you can share an exhibition together or yeah. you know a, i don't know anything that's going on so we can see that together and we can take photographs together with our kids and you know we, it's something that we can establish that it can be a long a long relationship and that we all kind of understand where each other is coming from in certain exactly, contexts exactly, because yeah. sometimes i find that well i mean i'm just more comfortable with other mothers because i don't have to explain myself too much exactly, they get it yeah. you know even better if they're also artists because they get it yeah. double. And that's why me and Elsie really got on immediately yeah. Um, because, um, yeah, I had other friends who were artists, but there was that, you know, but when I found Elsie, it was like, yes, she understands me from on two levels, you know, yeah. and that was really, really important for me. And we really want to use this as much as we can to build that sort of community. But also like we're mentioning all this like child, childcare challenges because this i think this is one of the biggest ones and you also mm -hmm. touched on uh that you also touched on like the mom guilt but what mm -hmm. other challenge besides these two <laughs> have you faced like in your photography journey and also it with combined with motherhood i i, I should ask i think i think it's um it's finding activities or something that i can do as a photographer where my son is included that I don't have to feel as if I have to you know ask my husband and stuff and there I think there are lots of things um so you know the, the Tate Modern for example mm. I remember going with a group of students you know not my son a group of students from school and you know saying to them oh you know don't touch anything don't be there and you know it was so stressful but the Tate were great and they said, no, 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 this is a space for children as well. And we want the children to feel comfortable in this um, exhibition space, in the gallery space. We want the children to be welcomed. So this is part of it. We are aware that this exhibition is to be seen by um, young children, school children age. So it's we, we need to make sure that these places are kind of inclusive as well, and that they're mm -hmm. suitable for children. Um, but also, I think it's just, it's mainly, I think the, the, the biggest problem is, like you said, childcare, and just being inclusive. And I think that the way things are now, um, you know, within the community, it's still kind of a very male dominated art world. And we know yeah. that and we are trying to change that one step at a time. How do we um, make sure that children are you know, say if you, if I was going on a photo shoot or something, a, a professional photo shoot, um, um, and you know, 
I need to think about collecting my child at four o'clock. Obviously, I've got my husband there. You know, people have their partners there, sometimes not. But what do we do in that situation where we want to do something professional, but there is a child or children to be considered? How do we kind of make sure that these kind of how do we make sure that jobs are inclusive so that women can continue to be artists without feeling that they have this extra level of responsibility? So that that is the the thing that I um that keeps me awake at night. How do we and you know these books that are coming up? There there is a another book as well that I wanted to share. Again, it's like another artist that is. There's another book called um, The Quickening. Um, it's a beautiful handmade book that was given to me by um, Emma Bowkett, the um, a writer uh, for The Times, an editor. She's absolutely brilliant and she's obviously, you know, she knows a lot about photography as well. And uh, I've learned a lot about um, women artists and women, well, women photographers who were women that have made books about motherhood as well. And that is a, a, another important one. And same as Andy Galdi Vinco, this photographer has taken photographs of a child. So, you know, before you were saying, Elsie, that, you know, asking your children permission to take photographs of them and to include that. And I think that, you know, Mercy, you were saying earlier on as well, is this an important enough um, topic? And, you know, who's going to be interested in me taking photos of my children and these are just you know two mothers for as an example that have taken um photographs of their children and made such you know really beautiful books that have been very well received as well so i think mm. that the topic of you know us documenting what is around us and taking photographs of our children i think it's a really interesting one and i think it's an illuminating one because we need to show um, everybody, men, young people included, that this is a really important topic. And yeah, we're carrying our children along on our backs and we're taking photographs of them because, you know, it's it's such an important topic and it's, it's such a, a difficult topic as well. But this is something that is that we are recording because it's important. But yeah, I mean, I would say that the, the, the challenges are childcare and I think it's childcare within the working community as well. And I think that these are two things that are difficult to navigate. And we have to, I think that as, as women, as women generally, we're quite, um, you know, we, we, we think of a lot of things. So we, we think of things like on the spot, we think of things on the ball, we have to be quite adaptive to yeah. lots of different situations. And I think that this is something that we are hoping to change. You know, there was that Italian politician that went back to work and she took her baby with her, you know, and I think there's a lots of um, artists that are kind of the same. Like, how do, how do we, um, you know, how do we navigate this? How do we bring children back into the workplace and on, mm. a, on an acceptable level? Yeah. And then the whole mom guilt thing is not included in that as well. <laughs> Because <laughs> that, yeah, that is yeah, that is childcare, mom guilt. Oh man, the biggest oh, one. Do you, do you think the same, you guys? Do you think do you have the mom mom guilt as well when you're kind of like on jobs? Of course, of course. Yeah. It hits you. It hits you in a way like 
you don't even know that it is mom mm. guilt and then later on you're like hey, by the way that was mom guilt <laughs> when my swahili was coming out of the point um but yeah you do get mom guilt because the other day uh like um not only recently um i was going for a photo shoot photo session and uh my kids were at home because there was a teacher strike um and i'm like should i reschedule but and then i had to ask my husband to work from home and all of these things but it kind of worked out because he ended up working from home that, so it it kind of removed that whole anxiety and that whole mom okay. guilt of i've already booked this job <laughs> and i really want to do this job because i really want to get back to working <laughs> but at mm-hmm. the same time i don't want to cancel it because i don't have childcare and that whole guilt feeling in two folds like guilt that i'm going to let down this client and then guilt like i can't leave my kids at home alone it's yeah. it, it was it was just weird it's it's just it it, it manifests itself in different ways and it's yeah. I really I think know. it's unavoidable right i mean you can try yeah. but i think it will creep on you. Mm. It it's what you do after. Like do you let it linger and sort of like stress you out? Or do you just shrug your shoulder and go, well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Let's look for solutions instead of, you know, staying in this guilt in, in this guilty feeling or like stopping ourselves from doing certain things because we feel oh, I'll just use myself as an example. I got to a point i think it was after the pandemic where i felt i wanted to go and get a full-time job because it just made more financial sense for my family but it took me a really long time to take that leap to actually start to get to the point where i'm working now and you know being more working my way to be more um financially comfortable because i just felt i've been with this kid since they were born you know carrying them in the baby carrier breastfeeding taking them everywhere no you know no no one not my husband never needed to look to think of childcare because i was always there to do drop off pick up all of that stuff and they're used to that they're used to mum being at the school gates and now mum's not going to be at the school gates and now mum's hurrying them up in the morning to to get them to school so she can drive off to work and i said to myself nope i don't feel guilty nope 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 but Then my daughter was like uh mom are we going to be in after school club again is it always going to be like that and i was like well yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and and in that moment i was like oh i really i felt really bad but then i picked myself up very quickly and i'm like there is a reason for this you know there is a very good reason for this all i need to do now is to like sort of make certain allowances make sure that say on the weekends i'm spending enough time with them making up for the time that you know i i i can't spend with them during the week making sure they're not staying in after school club for too long because there's an option to stay for an hour or to stay for for the full time until 5:45 so if i can i try to make sure that they they're out of there by 4:30 So at least you know sometimes you just can't do anything about about this. We have we have lives to live and the children will integrate into the life that we're li- living. We just have to make it work, right? I mean, where we can make changes, being having discussions like this will help those changes to happen, you know, creating better spaces that integrate kids and you know and inclusive spaces rather 
Um, so these conversations are good for that. I hope. <laughs> I hope we can actually make some change. <laughs> I wanted to point out not just spaces yeah. like moms and yeah. kids only. Spaces yeah. for dads and kids everyone. as well. Just yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, everyone. I've noticed like let's say when my kids were younger I used mm-hmm. to take them to um these child centers children centers you know you do that whole morning routine where you're taking them you something for moms to leave the house right mm-hmm. but I'm like yeah. it was f- just full of moms and it was very rare to see dads in there and I was like dads will also benefit from this thing like come just come mm-hmm. for one hour and play with your kids in this space of community because it mm-hmm. was moms you you come and talk about feed weaning breastfeeding and all that stuff even though the dads are not breastfeeding it would be nice for them to be in that space to know what women go through you know mm-hmm. and not just feel like out of place because it's a space full of moms and kids they're part of that equation i mean <laughs> the kids didn't come there by themselves but i'm also i have to be very mindful when i'm talking about this these things is like not everybody has partners as well So um just being part of a community of friends as well you mm-hmm. know like people to look that whole community sense that we're all constantly talking about you know it's mm-hmm. really really important somebody you can always reach out to so yeah, yeah. but that's also yeah. why we wanted to create this so sorry um is that we will be talking to moms in different situations so where we're talking three of us have partners we will hopefully have a guest on who doesn't and kind of hear how they're navigating it how they get in the support that they need and I, i'm looking forward to that episode where we where we have that kind of conversation and get some insight about what that that life is cuz i i don't know yeah yeah go on Diane. yeah that's yeah that's a really interesting point of view as well because you know it it it, it it's hard um as a as a you know a, a family and it's also hard as a single parent as well so i think that's where the community you know would help but also i'm thinking about the you know going back to the mum guilt as well and although whilst we feel guilty we'll also we'll always kind of have a little bit of that mum guilt it's just kind of like natural but also yeah. um how would we feel if we didn't do that photo shoot or we didn't go on the photo walk that is because the photo walk that i went on with with you guys was absolutely fantastic on so many levels because I was able to you know meet so many fantastic women and share our share the experiences of photography as well and you know obviously to take photos as well that was fantastic and I just think how would I have felt if I didn't go on that photo walk I would be regretting it as yeah. well so you know regardless the mum guilt is always going to be there I think that we should still try as much as we can to do what we can you know when we have whilst we have the opportunity so Do you have any specific projects that you're working? I think we've talked about this a little bit already. Um but do you have anything that you would like our listeners to go um plug into um get involved with or go have a look at? There's a really good exhibition on at the moment. So I dock everything on my um the Instagram page Amazing Black Artists. Um so looking at that is all of the the kind of current exhibitions or the work of people or books that i've recommended as well so they're usually on that page amazing black artists on instagram but also um when on my personal um website uh, personal instagram page dimini i am starting to take a lot of portraits now 
and uh, I will add that to my website. It's kind of like a very much a work in progress now. So that's a kind of the work in progress will be uploaded once it's kind of finished and once I feel very comfortable. But I think that I would just encourage people to continue to make work and continue to look at things. And, you know, sometimes we can't get out. I look at Instagram a lot. I look at people's pages and I'm very inspired by that. So there's lots of photographers that I would recommend. Um, so, we, you know, we can add that to the podcast. But Adama Jallo is one of them that I would recommend. Um, and then there is um, Ruby Samuel is another one that I could recommend. I mean, I could, you know, reel them off. Yeah, I will just keep uploading things to amazing black artists. And, you know, this this conversation, this podcast, it was great to listen to and it's great to be a part of as well. So, you know, this has been really enlightening and engaging. So thank you so much for inviting me here. Yeah, thank you for coming. We appreciate That's your time so much. Yeah. I know you'd maybe rather be doing something else. No, no. no this has been good. I mean, we've got things planned. Don't worry, I've still got to go to the soft play in the park as long as it right. doesn't rain. So, yeah. yeah, it's been great. But before yeah. we wrap up, we always have this thing we'd like to end our show with, uh, our podcast episode. So currently, what music, book or podcast are you reading, listening to? <laughs> I'm reading a book called Black Teacher by Beryl Gilroy, because I am a black teacher. Um, <laughs> and she is the mother of Paul Gilroy, who is a, a sociologist, a theorist, a writer, an author. Um, and it's just really interesting. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at that. But I'm also I've always got, a, you know, at least six books by my bed. So there's these three books as well. Yeah, I just never switch off. So, yeah, so that's the book that I'm reading at the moment. Almost finished. I'm on the last last chapter. But these books, um, sorry, I gave birth. I disappeared. But it's interesting to see these artists online as well so you don't always have to buy the book so andy so it's spelled a-n-d-i second name g-a-l-d-i vinco that's a really interesting book and ruby samuel r-u-b-e-e samuel her book as well so her also her web page uh, instagram page is really um interesting Great. beautiful as well so yeah. we'll we'll be sharing these links on on the, in the show notes make sure you check them out so if you weren't a photographer and a teacher, what would you be? Oh, that's so difficult. What would I be if I wasn't a photographer and a teacher? Um, I, I, I can't not say that I wouldn't be a photographer. I'd always be. I, I, I mean, I've been taking photographs since I was 14, 15. I've never stopped. Yeah. And that's something that I just realised look, looking through the ar archive. And my friends have said to me, two, my two best friends have said to me, whenever wherever we went and whenever we went you always had a camera so it was a point that. and shoot film one or um yeah I've always taken photographs and always drawn so I'd probably be I don't know what would I be an artist I think yeah just kind of <laughs> yeah. expressing yourself and yeah. <laughs> doing personal yeah. projects great okay well thank you again thank you so much I'm thank you I'm excited for the listeners to hear this. <laughs> Thank you, Dee, for and, um, joining us in this podcast. We really appreciate you for taking the time to speak with us. No problem. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Great. Have a great day, you guys. 
So if you're interested in joining the conversations, we have a Google form you can fill out in our show notes. If where you're listening to this podcast does not support show notes, you can find the form on our website, www.photomamapodcast.com. And if you have questions, you can email us at photomamapodcast at gmail.com. And also, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at photomamapod. See you on the next episode. Bye. See you on the next episode. Bye.